Chapter 19 Ben had a cane to help take the strain off his leg when he walked and painkillers to numb him when he needed it, but he was surprised to notice how little pain he actually felt. The doctor had explained that he had been extremely fortunate in how the blade had been oriented when it entered the muscle. It not only missed significant blood vessels, but it also split between most of the fibres instead of cutting them. There was a definite weakness in his leg, but it could have been far worse. When he got home, Tina had been a bundle of nerves. She burst into tears as soon as he stepped through the door. He held her in his arms on the living room couch for close to an hour before she calmed down. Once her tears dried, he gave her sweet kisses and she melted in his arms. His stomach rumbled and she grinned at him and hustled into the kitchen to make him some lunch. There was a knock on the door and Tina flashed across the room before Ben could get up from the couch. She gave him a fierce look as she dashed by, so he sank back to the sofa. Rochelle followed her back into the living room. Then Tina excused herself to go back to the kitchen. Hi, Ben, how are you feeling? Rochelle asked. I'm good. The leg hardly hurts at all, he smiled. Rochelle's expression turned serious. He saw signs that she had been crying this morning. She sat next to him on the couch, took his hand in hers, and looked down at it. Ben, I just wanted to tell you how grateful you were there for me last night. I wasn't kidding when I said it would have gotten a lot worse for me if you hadn't shown up. Greg beat his last girlfriend pretty badly when they broke up. He has serious anger issues. Ben got frustrated. Rochelle, why did you agree to go out on a date with a guy like that? You can do so much better. You're smart, gorgeous, and fun. You can have your pick of men. Why the bad boys? Tears were coming to her eyes. I know it was stupid. With the restaurant chain, I'm always working, and I was just so lonely. She looked up into his eyes. No one calls me gorgeous or smart, and I haven't had fun in a long time. I don't know why I get caught up with bad boys. They do say the right things, at the beginning. I want you to start coming to our informal group talks. You need to start seeing yourself as we see you, the beautiful, powerful, and loving woman you really are, not someone others can use as a doormat. If you feel yourself becoming lonely or depressed, please reach out for help. We're here for you. You don't deserve to be treated that way. Rochelle nodded and looked down at her lap. Ben reached over and lifted her chin so he could look into her eyes to see if she understood. He brushed the tears from her cheek with his thumb. Ben, you are a good man. If you didn't have three women after you already, I'd be snatching you up for myself. Tina returned to the living room with Ben's lunch and heard Rochelle. Ben does not belong to us. Our hearts are open to him, and his is open to ours. He knows we love him, and we know he loves us. That love is unconditional. It has to be. We will not impose limits on his ability to love, and I would tell you the same. Ben has a tremendous capacity for love. You shouldn't try to restrict it. Rochelle looked at Tina in surprise as the small woman set the tray on the coffee table. Then she looked at Ben, who watched Tina with equal parts reverence and perplexity in his eyes. He looked back at Rochelle. I love them with every fibre of my being. 
but I can't help feel I'm not worthy of their love, he said softly. Then, maybe you and I are more alike than we thought. We both feel unworthy of love. In my case, I just choose men incapable of true love. It seems to me, Ben, that you've found a way to get past your issue, Rochelle said. It wasn't Ben who found the solution. It was Gabriella. She knew what Ben's heart needed and found in herself the capacity to love him that way. She showed Catherine how to do it, as well. You should speak to her. I've always loved Ben without limitation. It's in my nature, Tyna explained. Ben smiled at Rochelle. I'm new to these friends with benefits relationships. I believed I was too firmly entrenched in a more traditional monogamist relationship, but that failed pretty spectacularly for me. When Gabriella Catherine and Tina all indicated they wanted to share my life, I had a terrible time at the wanted to share my life, I had a terrible time at the start. Then Gabriella explained how it would work. I was doubtful at first, but she continues to amaze me. She doesn't just talk a good game. She lives it. She is probably the wisest person I know when it comes to matters of the heart. She has an infinite capacity for love. I'm just a poor student at her feet. Speak with her, Tina suggested firmly. Are you suggesting I join Ben's circle of friends with benefits? She said incredulously to Tina, then looked at Ben, who was also looking at Tina, but more thoughtfully. What I am suggesting is that you speak with Gabriella to see if she can help clear up your misconceptions of love. You seem to need to learn to love yourself first. Sometimes, a friend can help you find your way to that. Gabriella is the best person to give that advice, and Ben is the best one to S, and Ben is the best one to show you how true love can feel, Tina finished with a coy smile. Wisdom doesn't exclusively reside with Gabriella, it seems, Ben said, while lovingly touching Tina's cheek. She gave him a brilliant smile in return and leaned into his touch. Rochelle watched the exchange and longed to feel that way too. She was ashamed to admit to herself that she hadn't honestly considered Ben as more than a pretty distraction. To find love wasn't expected, and she didn't know how to deal with it. Tina's advice to speak with Gabriella was looking pretty timely. She decided that's what she would do. First, though, she needed to apologize to Ben. Ben, I also wanted to apologize for how I treated you last night. I think it may have just been in reaction to your aggressive rescue. I didn't know you could be that tough. Greg is a big violent man. Yet he didn't stand a chance against you. You put him down, hard, that got my heart pounding. Pretty fast. And I got a little too. Ben blushed at the memory, and Tina looked at him curiously. Tina's eyes flared angrily, and Rochelle winced. Yeah, I'm really sorry I took liberties. There must be respect, above all else, Tina growled and Ben's eyes widened at her aggression. He'd heard she was protective, but this was the first time he'd seen it. He liked it. It made him feel better about Tina's ability to cope with the challenges she'd face in the world. It is time for Ben's lunch. I suggest you speak with Gabriella as soon as you can, Tina finished, and nodded to the woman slightly. Rochelle caught the dismissal pretty clearly. She'd have to earn her way back into Tina's good graces, she got up, and Ben did as well with the help of his cane. He walked her to the door and helped her with her coat. 
As she turned to leave, Ben gripped her jacket's lapels and turned her to him. Rochelle, know that you are an amazing woman. You're sexy as hell, gorgeous, smart, driven, and worthy of respect and love. Own that. Take it into your heart. Don't settle for anyone who doesn't also believe it, Ben said firmly. She blinked up at him. Then he kissed her, and she felt it all the way down to her toes. Believe it, he growled when he finally pulled back from her trembling lips. She nodded shakily and left the house in a daze. Ben walked back into the living room, leaning on the cane and pondering why a woman as fine as her would keep gravitating to such losers. I'd like to eat in the kitchen, please, he said to Tina. She lifted the tray and carried it to the other room as he followed her. He sat down at the kitchen table, and she sat down at the kitchen table, and she sat next to him after making sure Christopher was happily exploring his new activity centre in his playpen. Tina reached out and took his hand. You are a good man, Ben. Only because you make me one, he replied, and dug into his lunch. She wondered what he meant by that. Gabriella heard the doorbell ring. She sighed and pushed herself back from her computer. She was putting together a significant addition to her distribution deal and had been working on the contract all morning. Her eyes were burning from staring at the screen, so the break was welcome. When she answered, she saw Rochelle standing there looking a little lost. Rochelle? What's wrong? Did that man come back? She asked, looking past her down the street. No, I... I need to talk to you about love. Gabriella's eyebrows rose in surprise. Oh, maybe you should come in then. Once they were seated comfortably in the living room, Gabriella looked closely at her friend. Are you sure you're okay? You seem a little lost. Last night, I came within seconds of a severe beating. That man. How could I let myself get involved with bastards like him? I knew better, yet I was lonely, and I let him sweet, talk himself into my life and my bed, two weeks in, and I find him hitting on one of my waitresses, in my restaurant. She groaned as she shook her head. Then, our white knight, busted in my door, and took that bastard out in one punch. So fast, I didn't even see it. Flattened that pretty boy's nose and knocked his teeth out. It's going to take surgery to give him back his looks. God, Ben got my juices flowing last night. I, I might have touched him. Inappropriately in the ambulance with a female paramedic while he was partially conscious. She saw Gabriella getting angry, and she looked ashamed, I know. Totally disrespectful. Tina just finished tearing a strip from me for that. Tina? Yes. I went to apologize to Ben for everything that happened last night, and Tina reacted like you did when she heard what I did in the ambulance. Rochelle said contritely. You have to understand that Ben isn't promiscuous. He gets really uncomfortable when strangers appreciate his looks. As physically affectionate as he is with people he considers his friends, he's very shy and reserved around strangers. Tina is right. You need to respect Ben's boundaries. Ben just kissed me. Deeply. Rochelle blurted to see what reaction Gabriella would have, but the woman just smiled. Congratulations! That proves he considers you a very good friend, she said with a genuine smile. Rochelle looked at her in shock. It's true. You aren't jealous of him being sexually active with other women. 
I love Ben. He loves me. I trust him not to do anything to hurt me. He knows I respect his feelings, and I know he respects mine. To be jealous, I would have to be fearful of losing Ben's love to another. But Ben's love is additive, not divisive. He loves me with his whole heart. He loves me with his whole heart. He loves me with his whole heart. He loves Catherine with his whole heart. He loves Tina with his whole heart. He has strong feelings for Trish, though she drives him nuts with her insatiable appetite for sex and how she's always pushing his boundaries, pulling him out of his comfort zone. Even with all of that, I'm not competing with anyone for Ben's love. When he's with me, he's with me. When he's with one of the others, he hasn't stopped loving me. He's not actively looking to score with as many women as he can. It's just not in his nature. That said, he has a powerful sex drive. She explained to Rochelle, who was starting to understand. I'll lead a very full life. I'm still raising two kids. My import business is really picking up now that I'm dedicating a bigger portion of my attention to it. I love knowing Ben is equally excited about how my life is going. He is very supportive and an excellent listener. I don't need him to hold. My hand, 24-7, as I'm a grown-up with life skills of my own. He may not always be available to spend time with me, but I'm not always available to spend time with him. We schedule times to be together, like date nights. I have one with him tomorrow. Catherine is going out with him on Saturday night. Tina is with him in between, but once she begins university, she'll also have less time to spend with Ben. If there was a crisis of any kind and one of us had immediate need of Ben, there would be no resentment from the others as we respect each other and wouldn't make the request without considering the other's feelings. There can be no hurt feelings or jealousy between us, as that would just hurt Ben. He's gone through some awful things in his past, which made him extra sensitive to his partner's emotions. It makes him an incredible lover, but it also makes him easily hurt by negative feelings. Emotional manipulation is not something you use on Ben. Brutal honesty is his policy and he lives by it. Gabriella took Rochelle's hands in hers. If you were considering letting Ben into your heart, you need to carefully and honestly consider your true feelings and concepts regarding love. If love for you is possessive, then you aren't for Ben, he would return your love, but your emotional pain at seeing him express love for others would tear him apart. He's too good a man to deserve that, she said, looking into Rochelle's eyes. Take some time to think about it. Rochelle looked back at Gabriella with sad expression. I'm sorry to say, I've never really thought of Ben as anything more than eye candy. That's part of the reason I acted like I did in the ambulance. I've never really connected with men on an emotional level, but then I've never had a relationship with a man who was available emotionally. My choices have all been manipulative bastards. I appreciate their looks, but I've never experienced a deep emotional bond with a man. And Ben kissed me. He was trying to convince me that I was worthy of love from a good man. He believes it, and I need to believe it. His kiss shook me. The passion in it made. My toes curl, and I almost fainted. He was there, all of him, mind, body, and soul. He held nothing back. I, I've never felt that. Gabriella smiled lovingly. Ben is always 100%. How does Trish interact with him? 
She's not in love with him, is she? Rochelle asked. Trish told Ben that she was still hurting from her husband's betrayal and wasn't looking for love. For her, she was looking to replace a major component of her relationship with John. They had a very active sex life. Trish uses sex as therapy and has used Ben on a few occasions. It always leaves, Ben confused as he tries to find the emotional context behind the sex, and Trish is trying to avoid an emotional connection. For now, I'm not sure if they've come to some kind of agreement. You'd need to speak with Ben or Trish about that. Gabriella's office phone rang, so she apologized and got up to take the call. Rochelle sat quietly, thinking about everything Gabriella said. She knew she wanted to be loved. She wasn't sure if she had it in her not to be jealous of others. What Ben had now was a lot like what she'd experienced with Devon, wasn't it? Aside from the secrecy and lies, that is. What Gabriella said about being busy and not always having time to give to the partner rang so true for herself now that she had the restaurant chain to run. To be able to call on someone who loved her. To have date nights filled with passion. Lord, that sounded good. Her upbringing was very strict. The proper plan required a man, a woman, marriage, kids, grandkids, then death. That was the way things worked. Well, that was how it was supposed to work. It hadn't worked for her. It hadn't worked for Ben, either. And it sounded like he was also old school. This new relationship model was working for him. And by all accounts, it was working for Gabrielle. It was definitely working for Tina. But she was a special case, Rochelle agreed. Ben was perfect for her. After seeing Ben in action last night against Greg, there was no longer any doubt in her mind that Ben had the balls to be dominant. Speaking of balls, his body was incredible. She and the paramedic had managed to get Ben erect the previous night while he was on the gurney. He was at least three times Greg's size. While she was sorry, she had done that to Ben in front of the stranger. She certainly wasn't sorry she'd seen it herself. He was beautiful. She put her face in her hands. What was she going to do? Rochelle, you okay? Yes, sorry. I have a lot to think about. I know I want what you and Ben have. I'm busy too. But I want someone to love and to love me. I understand that I can't have been all to myself. And I understand why. I have to think about whether or not I can see Ben's relationships as different from what Devon had. Rochelle, it's completely different, Gabriella gasped indignantly. I know, sorry. Intellectually, I can see there are huge differences. I'm talking about how my heart sees it. A heart that has been hurt again and again, Rochelle said weakly. What you went through was truly awful. But the most critical difference is that Ben won't pretend to love you. He won't lie to you. That's what you'll be getting in return. It's what he does. If you connect, you can be assured that his love is genuine. Again, I stress that, before any of this happens, please be sure that you can accept his love unconditionally. It may be that you want what we have, but it doesn't have to be Ben. Gabriella closed her eyes and composed herself. When she opened them, she looked straight into Rochelle's eyes. You've mentioned that you don't see men in terms of emotional involvement. If you can't figure out a way to do that, I ask that you don't try it with Ben, to put it bluntly. If you just need to get a fix of sex with Ben, 
speak with Trish first to see if she can show you how to do it without hurting the man. Tina isn't the only one protective of him, Rochelle said. He's worth it, Gabriella insisted firmly. Rochelle nodded and said her goodbyes. As she walked back to her house, her mind was tossing back and forth with questions. She saw Trish walk past her office window and found her feet carrying her to Trish's front door. She rang the bell. Trish opened the door with a smile. Hi, Rochelle. I don't remember the last time I saw you at home during the day. Yeah, I took a personal day, she replied. Come in. Is everything okay? She said with a concerned look. They made themselves comfortable, and Rochelle realized this was the third neighbor's living room she'd been in today. Didn't you see the police last night? Rochelle asked. No, I was out at a trade show, and I got back after midnight. What happened? I caught Greg cheating on me at my restaurant downtown last night, so I told him we were done and went home. He followed me home and got violent. Oh my God, did he hurt you? Trish said, looking for injuries. He threw me down against an end table, bruised my back pretty badly. He was just getting started. He had a look in his eye. Then there was a pounding on the door. He went to see who it was, and Ben pushed his way in, picked me up from the floor, and sat me on the couch. Greg was mouthing off, and Ben said, Greg looked like he should be smarter than he sounded. I laughed, and Greg went after Ben. Oh God, is Ben okay? Orochelle looked at the fear in Trisha's eyes and smiled. Ben put Greg down in one punch, moved so fast I didn't even see it, crushed his nose and knocked out his teeth. She grinned at Trisha's shocked expression. You didn't think he had it in him, did you? I know I didn't. Our gentle Ben has teeth. Ooh. Ooh. I wish I'd been there. Maybe it's barbaric and old, fashioned to think this way, but there's something about a man beating another man bloody to protect a woman that is so fucking hot. Oh, I know. He got me pretty excited last night. Greg did pull a surprise and stabbed Ben in the calf with a switchblade, but Ben broke his wrist and three ribs in his back when he fell on Greg. Ben was stabbed, Trish shrieked. He's okay. Spent the night in the hospital only because Hannah was overprotective, but he's home now. Rochelle assured her friend. Holy fuck! The convention was a total bust. All the action happened here, Trish complained. I, you, did something bad last night, Rochelle said hesitantly. There's more? I may have played with Ben's penis in the ambulance with the female paramedic while he was partially unconscious. He wasn't happy about it. Rochelle! She winced. I know. It was wrong. I was just so excited by how he rescued me that I got carried away, and I didn't really consider his feelings. I apologized to him this morning, and Tina let me know that I was really disrespectful, and she was very upset with me. She can be a little frightening. Trish chuckled. Yes, I faced her wrath as well. I also spoke with Gabriella, and she was pissed off with me too. Ha! Then I barked at you. You're just having the best day, aren't you? Trish grinned. Which brings me to the reason for my visit, she said, and paused to get her thoughts straight. After the moment of silence stretched beyond her comfort zone, Trish interrupted. I'm lonely, 
for mail company, and I can't trust myself to avoid creeps like Greg. My history proves that. Ben told me I'm worthy of being loved. Tina suggested I could be one of Ben's friends with benefits if I got my head straight about what love was and told me to speak to Gabriella, which I did. She explicitly told me that if I were to consider opening my heart to Ben, I'd have to learn how to love unconditionally and lose my fear of betrayal. Well, Ben is the one person you could absolutely trust to never betray you, Trish agreed. Trish, he's in love with three women. Don't. I know how he feels about me. I'm not ready, Trish scowled. He'll wait. She smiled faintly, though she remained uneasy. Well, he's in love with three women then. How can I reconcile my memories of Devon's betrayals and my feelings of inadequacy when Ben is also sharing his love with more than just me? That's simple. Ben isn't Devon. In any way, the only thing they had in common, penises. I mean having one. I have no idea if Devon was as big as Ben is. That aside, Ben would never betray you. Three women. He gives all of his love to each woman. You may have to share his time, but you get all of his love. And he doesn't stop loving you when you leave. I know, but Gabriella is right. I've seen what Ben goes through when he thinks he's causing a woman emotional pain. I don't ever want to see that again. So if you want him, you better fucking find the strength to throw off a lifetime of preconceived notions on how love works. Gabriella managed to do it and helped Catherine to learn. They seem happier than they've ever been. If I were to consider finding someone to love again, if I were to consider finding someone to love again, I think I could learn to love that way. But only for Ben. The risk for my heart is so much less with him. Rochelle looked at her friend's fierce expression and realized Trish was right. She was having a great day being chastised by her friends. But the more defensive they got about Ben, the more intrigued she became. Gabriella suggested that if my feelings were more lust than love, I should speak with you about how you and Ben worked out the sexual part of your relationship so it didn't hurt him. Trish looked at her with an expression of shame. When Ben is near me, I, I can't help myself. He's like the biggest dose of the drug I need the most. We haven't worked out how to protect his feelings. That's why he's still hoping. Oh. Ben doesn't do casual sex. It took Tina's involvement to get Ben to accept my cousin. What? Oh, I didn't tell you. Shelley and I patched up our relationship and we celebrated by reenacting our threesome butt with Ben. It was magic, but it wouldn't have happened at all if Tina hadn't convinced Ben to let it happen. I thought Tina was the submissive one, Rochelle gasped. Oh, she is, but when she wants to please her man, she can be very convincing. It was the sweetest seduction I've ever seen. Trish smiled fondly as she recalled the moment. Rochelle's head was spinning. She had been hoping Trish would have an easy out for her, a way to experience sex with Ben to at least get that desire out of her system so she could move on without exposing her battered heart and getting emotionally involved with a man. She had no experience with that, as good as Ben's kiss had been, his. Emotional presence had frightened her, and more than a little, she didn't know how to relate to men that way. Truth be told, 
she didn't really emotionally bond with anyone aside from her children, and she felt herself pulling away from Jaden as he became more like his father. Maybe that was why she was so lonely all the time. She felt an ache in her heart as she recalled Gabriella's description of her relationship with Ben. To know someone loved her, to have someone to hold and not be afraid of losing their love. She couldn't imagine that last part, and there lay the source of her trouble. She couldn't be with Ben if she couldn't get past her fear and subsequent jealousy. Okay, I have some thinking to do. Thank you, Trish, Rochelle said. Somehow, it doesn't sound like I really helped, Trish responded with a frown. Not what I was hoping for, but the truth, which in the long run is better. Rochelle gave her friend a hug and went home to think.